we've spoken about the majority of Street Fighter V's roster in terms of how these characters have evolved here in Season 5, but 14 more under-the-radar characters have yet to get their time in the spotlight. We explore changes for those, offer our week 3 thoughts on the new V-Shift meta, and hit the mailbag, all on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Hey, how's it going? Got some good energy for uh, for this episode, but let's start out with a somber note. Yeah, that's a, I'm a little bit more, um, I'm, a, I'm a little bit more in a rough spot here, and I'll, I'll just get right into it. Uh, to our brothers, sisters, non-binaries out there uh, in the FGC and elsewhere, please stay safe. We love you. Um, please look out for one another out there. Uh, I can't even believe the hate crimes that are going on against uh, people of Asian descent right now. Uh, it's mind blowing to me. And I, I, this stuff really hurts me. Like I hate seeing this stuff and, uh, you know me for a long time, you know how I feel about this stuff. And so I, I don't often retweet messages up on my personal Twitter about, you know, this kind of stuff, but this like racism and other like hate crimes just really eat at my soul. And, uh, and just seeing the news today, like I, I, it's just, I can't believe it. And so I look, this is an FGC podcast. We talk about FGC news and other stuff here, and that's what we're going to mainly do. But I also couldn't start the show without addressing this in some way. And and so I look, please look out for each other out there. Uh, please keep each other safe. What is happening is not right. And, and and if you see anything, please look out for your brother, sisters, non-binary types out there. Um, you should always like people should always feel safe and somewhat protected in life as well. Uh, especially in the FGC, that's where my heart and soul and everything is at is in the FGC, FGC community. Um, we got to look out for each other. We got to take better care of each other. We got to make our community safer. We got to make our, our lives safer. Um, look, I, I, I can't get too intestine into this because major media outlets are, are doing a way better job than you and I ever could of covering this stuff. You know, we just, we, we got to talk about it a little bit. Um, we, we care about people, right? We, we want things to be better. Um, anyway, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get too overwhelmed if I keep talking about this. I, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, I, I just I couldn't open the show without saying something about that because it's, it's just super near and dear to my heart. Uh, and it just it breaks my heart to see this stuff. So. Yeah, it's a, it's not the greatest of days, uh, yeah. but you know, to, to the individuals and the families that are that are most directly affected by that, you know, are, are well, we're, we're, we're with you. We, we love you. Hope that you get through this with, you know, as much grace as possible, but rough times for sure. Yeah. So let's, let's get into some street fighter five stuff. Uh, yeah. we're, we're going to really pick up the energy. We're going to talk about it because fighting games are our escape. Uh, they're how we get away from all these problems and enjoy our lives. And so, uh, no, no slider or anything like that. We realize how heavy this other stuff is. We just got to escape from it and we're going to escape from it as best we can with fighting games. That is what we're here for. We're the escape away from this stuff. We don't get too dark and too serious here because ultimately we're fighting games and this is, 
this is where we, we settle it in freaking Street Fighter, our, our Smash, our, our whatever. We, we settle this stuff. We settle our problems and issues in fighting games, and that's where we're going to go. John, I know we had a, a reader write in, uh, and they had a question for us. So what were they asking? Yes, one of our podcast readers wrote in and... Uh, <laughs> Listener, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jesse uh, reached out and, and said, um, love your podcast and always look forward to the new episodes each week, so keep them coming. Thank you, Jesse. We will. Uh, question, I have been playing mostly Shotos in most Street Fighter and would like to try something new. Any character uh, recommendations, I think, in Street Fighter V that can make transition out of Shotos easier? Yes. Um, I was thinking about this, and, and the most immediate answer that kind of quickly came to me, two characters popped up in my mind, Cami mm-hmm. uh, and Nikali. Mm-hmm. The reason for this is because, well, Shoto's one of the, like, the, the game that they tend to play is something of a fireball uppercut kind of a thing, so a little bit of space control, but then also footsies, right? And, and you know, your, your Ryu low forward into fireball kind of pokes and whatnot. When you get some op- opportunities to go in, Ryu can go in. But a lot of them is, in, you know, manipulation in the neutral, that kind of old school Street Fighter 2 sort of feel. Um, so if you're trying to branch out one step removed from that might be someone like Nikali, who definitely plays that kind of neutral game, although it's a little bit stunted, as we've talked about many times. He's a bit stubby, but he has something that's very similar to a fireball in his ground pound and you can really manipulate with that so that's kind of in the shoto realm but it's a bit different and you have to you know be a bit different when your approach and so if you're trying to step away but not too far from the edge of where you're at right now that's something that kind of has some overlap but is also fresh at the same time you're going to be doing the well ground pound uppercut very similar to fireball uppercut kind of manipulation game so you probably already have those foundations in your in your kind of muscle memory and your understanding of of the street fighter so he might be something of of a of a good jumping off point because then the other thing about nikali is the big difference is that he really does want to get up in your face and go crazy now <laughs> street fighter 5 just went under a pretty big change where that has been directly nerfed to a degree but i mean I think he still serves your purposes here and what you want to do. So I would say Nikali plus he and Cammy are very uh, relatively simple characters to the yeah. rest of the cast to pick up. Cammy, uh, as some people uh, are saying... Just to, to jump in a little bit on that, because uh, I really hardcore agree with your recommendations. I have two of my own as well. Oh. Um, but I, it can't be understated because I've bashed Cammy and Nikali a lot. And I want to be very clear that they also serve a very nice purpose in Street Fighter V. This is something Dream King told me about. He's like, look, dude... You need easier to play characters in this game. They are very important to the ecosystem so that when people are looking at this exact situation this reader wrote in about, they have good options they can sit there and explore and look around at. Maybe it doesn't stick, maybe it's it's whatever, but Kami and Nikali serve a really beautiful and important purpose in Street Fighter V. My issues with the characters have just been they've been too strong, and Kami is probably too strong right now for how easy she is to play. That's mm. the whole issue, but these characters are very important. Capcom, I know you're listening to this. Keep these characters in and keep them intact. Just don't make them so strong. Um, so when we're telling people to go play Kami and Nikali, that is extremely good advice here from John. Right on. So if Nikali is one step away from Shoto's, I'd say Kami might be two. She's not. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a fireball, which is a huge difference from what you know Shoto's are. But she does kind of still operate in that uh, mid-screen control sort of a thing. And um, and if you re- like, she's got manipulate uppercuts. And like that's sort of the, the thing that you would hold on to. But then 
she is much more in the realm of like now you can kind of go crazy with your movements and and uh you can probably she plays some some neutral but she doesn't have to play neutral she can go into the air and have these weird angles that really add a whole other dimension to her gameplay so i don't know that you would uh, like Cami, and that it, and that she would just kind of uh, fit into your hands that are sort of more understanding of Shoto's right off the bat. I think Nikali is probably a, a more likely character to do that for you, but she has enough overlap with Shoto's that again, if you're trying to just jump away not too far, let the apple roll a little bit far from the tree, but not too far, she might be your next stop. You know, um, mm-hmm. something like that. So, what, what were your two characters though? Um, so, uh, one of the things I, I want to uh, preface this with is that. When you're trying to find a new character, there's 40 characters. It's like, where do I even start? And, and that's where John and I are going with this. And so the characters that we recommend, please, uh, and for anyone out there listening, please take these into training mode and then see who's fun for you. When you do their stuff, when you when you, when you you get your stuff off, to, shout outs to Mike Ross, man. Man, I miss Mike and, and, and Ryan. But anyway, um, uh, when you get your stuff off, um, is that fun for you? Does that resonate with you? And if you find a character that it does, stick with them because it, there's going to be a wall that you hit with it, these characters and it's going to be like, man, do I want to get past it? And if you're having fun with them, you will. And if you're not having fun with them, they're not going to stick. Uh, so that's one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give, but that's hard to do with 40 characters, right? So that's like mm-hmm. we're giving you the, the handful of characters we think might work. Uh, my two would be Chun-Li and Ed. Uh, both of those characters have fireballs and they're very footsie based right now, especially Ed. Ed is super footsie based at this moment in time. Um and I have a hunch, like, either if Kami and Arnakali doesn't resonate, Chun-Li or Ed might. So, again, go into training mode, try them both out. Chun-Li's quite a bit more technical, but she's very footsie-based, and then so is Ed, but they both have fireballs. And when you go from a Shoto to not a Shoto, it sucks to not have fireballs. It's just it's just a nice thing to have, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can do a lot of that Shoto work with it, but the, Chun-Li and Ed are definitely not Shoto characters, so that's who I'd look at. Yeah, if you can if you can deal for a lot of people the the transition over to charge can be a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that might be a hindrance for you, but also keep an open mind and don't don't know that it's a hindrance before you before you've really tried it out because it's probably not. It's it's I think a lot of the people that get hung up on that are just not being open enough to try new things. And of course, you're not going to be good at it at first, but you know your hands can learn, your fingers can learn. Yeah. Well, so. now that we've scared you about that, don't be scared about it. That's what you're saying. Right. <laughs> but uh, no, it's, it's a good warning. I just, it cracks me up because of the, the, the very, what is it, dual nature of, of fighting games. The double-edged sword, as we always talk about, right? But, uh, but yeah. yeah, so listen to us on this. Don't listen to us on the other thing. There you go. So, <laughs> All right. So I wanted to, I wasn't exactly sure how to uh, package this, but it, it kind of came down to just, we're about, we're a little over three weeks here into season five. And. And the kind of understanding or the leveling up of understanding is going to be a lot, I think, larger. Like, you know, we're going to take a lot larger steps early on because there's just a lot of immediate information to mine from this, right? How is V-Shift actually implemented? How are the characters actually shaping out? How is the game actually feeling? And we'll continue to learn for a long time, but I think the returns on that are going to get less and less. Well, three weeks in, we still got a pretty good amount of development each day, each time we sit down and play the game. And so I wanted to kind of just get an idea of where we are now, some Mm -hmm. interesting observations that I think that 
would lead into potential kind of good discussions here for us to be on the uh, on the podcast with. Uh, and, and that's basically where I'm at for, for this part of um, for this segment. So we've maybe a good place to start with um, the tier lists that have been floating around now because Japan has cranked out a few tier lists. And uh, I know we had one from Phenom go up. Has has Japan cranked out some tier lists? Because I, it looked to me like they just basically put all the characters in a blender and just kind of put them out there in random <laughs> order. I'm I'm not quite sure I call it a tier list, but that's fine. Yeah, I can... and and what you're getting at here is, man, as so Japan has traditionally been revered as like oh those the that that community is like the best at this stuff and they've won a ton of things and and yeah there's a reason that they have this reputation and they're amazing they they. You know, year in and year out, we've got some really high-level plays coming out of Japan, no doubt about it. But their tier lists are so ass-backwards sometimes. You know, they, they were putting, I always go back to this Laura in Season 2 really far down. And sure enough, here, they've got Laura, like, right around mid-tier. Um, mm-hmm. And others even have her lower. Uh, and so I, I don't I don't necessarily want to go through here and look at these, like, character by character. But I want to kind of grab some patterns that I'm seeing and some, like, seeming counters to those patterns and trying to analyze where we're at because everybody right now is kind of in the same place of where we're seeing what v-shift and the and the balance changes have what kind of effects those things have had on characters and it seems to me uh, as we jump before we go a little bit too uh, far on this i i want to ask this and i want to see if you you think it's a good idea we've explained before on the podcast why japan's tier lists look the way they do uh, we've gotten official, uh, unofficial, but Nick basically translated it and, and, and got in there like why their tier list. Look like. Do you want me to re-explain that or do you think our readers know? Our I'll, listeners, I should say. I like that you're calling them readers for that. I think I should just do the thing <laughs> we call them. No, uh, yeah, just give, give us the two-sentence the two um, explanation there. Japan's tier lists are made very casually. Uh, they... Our tier list on event hubs, I'm not saying they're perfect, but uh, the ones that we build ourselves, not the community-voted ones, but we do a pretty good job on them, and that's because we spend... I don't know, maybe collective 10, 12 hours or whatever, building and researching that. Japan's tier list are made very casually. And so you see some just bonkers stuff in there because they're just kind of throwing it together. And when it's very clear that they don't have the knowledge about some things that they should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I, as, as, as big of an authority as Japan tends to be, uh, as the Japanese community here tends to be, definitely take this with a grain of salt and definitely acknowledge, hey, they're Daigo and, and company, and actually Daigo's not part of this list, but but these, you know, godlike players, the gods of Street Fighter, are, are definitely humans too, and they're yeah. still figuring things out. So uh, take it with a grain of salt. But one of the big things right now, and it's a very overarching thing, is how will V-Shift affect certain types of characters? And one of the places that we've arrived there, one of the conclusions is that it's, it's almost certain certainly going to help out zoners and hinder rushdown and especially hinder grappling characters. Um, And a couple of things there. We've seen Capcom, well, seemingly go and and give certain buffs and and like give like a a lot of buffs and then a lot of nerfs to certain characters seemingly with V-Shift in mind. Right. But a lot of what's starting to manifest here is simultaneously saying that, like, 
yeah, this is going to be really good for, for a certain type and really bad for another. And then we'll see like a, a zoner be at the very top, but then also other zoners uh, uh, fall farther down or like Japan has Abigail, who's like a grappling brawler type that telegraphs a lot of his moves. So you think he'd be super weak to V-Shift as the number one character. And a lot of these other lists have him very high up there as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's almost like I'm not sure what to make of the actual effects on V-Shift and if they can uh, even be applied broadly to, to character groups or it's like, yeah, it's a grappler, but the way it's going to affect Mika and Laura is different than the way it's going to affect Abigail and maybe Birdie yeah. and stuff. And it's like maybe the nuance needs to be a little bit uh, more plentiful there. It's also very important that the, we, we state that they're playing uh, it is then and Storm Kubo all the time. And yeah. if I was playing those two players, I would have a much higher opinion of Abigail. Um uh, look, I'll, I'll blow up the, the U.S. scene here for Abigail players because there's a few that are good. And they're they're going to go nameless right now because of, you know, but if I had to play against Storm Kubo and Itazan all the time, I'd be probably losing my mind and thinking Abigail's quite a bit better than he is. Mm -hmm. uh, that is a credit to those players. And that's one of the things about this. And we, we've talked about it before is that if you have a super strong player in your region and, and actually one of the, the people who first illustrated this concept to me is Justin Wong, actually. Justin Wong talked about this extensively in his column, and he said, look, uh, our column here on the website that, that he did uh, way back in the day. Um, um, but anyway, he said that depending on the region you go to, uh, one, if you're going to play in tournament, you better be good at these matchups because you're going to play them a lot more often. Uh, and, and then two... It's going to inflate or deflate the tier list and the perception of that character quite a bit. And that's the history of fighting games. This is every fighting game ever. If you've got a couple players in that region who are really good with the character, it's going to impact how people feel about them. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at the some of the top characters here. And one of the things I'm noticing is that amongst like the top five in a lot of these lists, you have a spread of zoners, you have rushdown characters, yeah. you have grapplers, all in contention for top spots, which is also something that tells me that maybe V-Shift isn't the be-all, end-all in terms of... Um, you know, if you're this type of character, it's automatically going to put you in the bottom third. Or like, you're just, you're, you can't even be a top 10 if you're a grappler, right? Uh, it, it seems like with where we're at now, that's not the conclusions we're coming to. And you could, you know, a grappler or a zoner could be heavily affected in one direction or another, but it really comes down to character to character as far as I can tell right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's... um. Uh, I, I think that one of the things about V-Shift is, is uh, and you, you, I actually had you do this uh, the other just a, a day ago, um, I had you play Minot, and I know that you have not been huge on V-Shift, and you played Minot, and you're like, and you V-Shifted out of some of uh, Dream King's setups, and you're like, oh, that that was nice. I, I didn't see that, you know, um, actually, can you elaborate a little bit on, on how that felt for you, uh, using V-Shift with, with Minot? Well, it seems to be, if I, maybe a good way of answering it is just to say, like, where V-Shift is for me right now. And where it looks like it is for a lot of other people as I watch footage, both of like kind of medium level players like myself and, and pros, you know, that I'm watching uh, uh, longer sets of, that V-Shift seems to still be something that we have to actively think about as opposed to something that's just mm -hmm. baked into what we do, you know, uh, where it's like, oh, I'm in this situation, my fingers know it's like, oh, it's time for V-Shift right around this time because you really need to go to resort to this. So one, I don't think we're using it as much as we are going to be using it. That's almost for sure and so it's kind of hard to assess well like where, where does it land if you still have to think about it in those terms um so 
but but it does seem to be a very valid thing and some very crucial points during the match right like just it's it's still a lot of it is in theory and and you go like yeah but if if g has gotten you in those situations that you know so well uh, are just terrible it's like you have a real option there and you probably can get out of it and if there's a character that has you know like like urian's lingering aegis reflector on the screen maybe you v-shift that and it, it just it takes away so much potentially from those scenarios and we are seeing them come to fruition to a to a decent degree so i do think it's going to have strong impact i just don't think that we've actually realized it yet and and like hot takes are definitely a thing and you want to do that and you want to get your your thoughts early on but i just think there's a lot more evolution of our understanding for this before i can really sign off and say yes this is you know like this is the gravity of it and with what we're talking about now I'm, I, it's hard for me to say, yes, this character is so much better or so much right. worse when we haven't really seen what this is going to be yet for them. So and that That's the huge history of fighting games is people thinking something is going to be huge. We all remember when Cody came out in Street Fighter 4 and everyone said he's the ultimate scrub killer character. He's going to dominate tournaments. He's going to be this. Uh, the same thing with Dudley in Street Fighter 4. People thought he was going to be one of the best characters. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking with a former Capcom employee and him being like... Uh, you guys don't know what you're talking about, you know, kind of thing. And I mean, these were some of the best players around saying that these two characters are going to dominate and be incredible. That did not work out so well uh, historically. But you also look at, you know, characters that popped up like Yun and Evil Ryu and a few others in the community said these guys are going to be incredible. And they were right. So mm -hmm. uh, I think there's room for both yours approaches, yours and I's approaches here. Um, I'm definitely more of the hot takes. Uh, uh, shout out to you guys. We'll see this more in the future. But I'm definitely more of the fire, and John's definitely more of the ice. That's the bigger. <laughs> that's the biggest hint I'm going to give you guys about what's coming right now. But um, that is very reflective of our personalities, right? Neither one is right. Neither one is wrong. Uh, more often than the other, it's just different. Right. So, um, but yeah, you were saying I tend to be a little more right, but yeah, what you're saying is, is <laughs> mostly correct. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, but I, I do want to more fully answer in terms of, of playing Monat, like I see the validity of it as a, as a tool. And, and I, I, if I've said before or implied that I don't think that V shift is going to be, you know, anything or not substantial, I, I don't, I don't think that, like, I, I think mm -hmm. that it's going to have an impact. I just, I would like to have a better idea before I, I jump forward. And, and that's that, you know, you can hear it in the way I'm approaching what I'm seeing with the community here. It's like, you guys are giving me so many different perspectives. So that's, okay. They're kind of clashing with each other. John, this is where you're wrong. I'm a Rose player. We're all about predicting the future. Yeah. We, well, I got a freaking crystal ball, man. I can <laughs> see where this is going. You got to listen to me. Hey, since you blew me up, I'm a blow. Who's been winning our sets recently, John? Huh? Oh, I Who's haven't. I don't think I've taken um, a set against you in, in like the, over the last year, which, you know, I mean, I haven't been playing as much and, and such and, and like going to different characters. And then, man, with Manat's new, well, see, I don't see... I don't see you using V shift against me, and like they just say, you don't really have to. You like that's you're a that's a Nicole. level where. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're, I haven't played Nikali against you yeah. either. Now, now, just to to shift back, haha, back to the other stuff we were talking about here. Now, uh, I've I've beaten you pretty cleanly for however long period of time. But what was the case before that? Who who was winning the vast majority of our sets before that? Uh, that was me. Yes, and and not just beating me, but beating the tar out of me, and. That it one of the problems we have in the FGC is like, well, what are your results here? And it's like, it, if I came back at John and just did what I did here, but I did it facetiously, I'm where I'm like, well, John, who's winning our sets? That makes me right and you wrong. That's bull crap. Don't let people do that to you. If you have an opinion that you think is smart and well thought out and you're putting the time into it, just like John did here, uh, Velociraptor, you freaking stick to that. 
And he has a very valid point here. And I've been backing up far more than I've been, you know, trying to blow him up here. I disagree with John all the time. He disagrees with me. But I always come back at this man with respect because I know the knowledge and capability he has in there. So if you're talking with your friends in the FGC, if just because they beat you or do whatever, that doesn't mean that you don't have knowledge and other stuff to contribute to the conversation. And I've seen this in our, our comments on Event Hubs and it pisses me off. Look, I don't care if you got more points or more tournament experience and other stuff like that. Have some freaking humility because those people who are talking to you are hopefully trying to help you out. And they have good knowledge and great stuff to contribute to the discussion here. And that's why John and I do the show. We don't always agree. There's plenty of times where we don't agree, but we're both trying to share knowledge to people. And this stuff is so important to unpack on this level. No one else is doing this in the FGC. So John and I said, hey, let's make a show where we do this, right? And and this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not always right. John's not always right. And we meet in the middle far more often. Uh, we, we violently agree with each other sometimes. And that's fun. Like, I love violently agreeing with you, right? Um, but anyway, I just I, back to V-Shift here real fast. I, I wanted to, to get that in there. Like, to me, V-Shift is a huge thing for Monat because those little nuances you're talking about are a huge deal to me. Uh, because as Monat, I'm so used to threading the needle. Having a few more ways of threading the needle, it might seem minute to a lot of people. But to me, it's huge. And that's just a perspective thing, right? Mm -hmm. That's just like, what is my perspective on the game? Both things are true. Both what you and I are saying are 100% true, just depending on how you look at it. So I'm wondering, how is it that we have, well, th these tier lists? We've got uh, Phenom. We've got a couple of the guys from Topanga. We have uh, a couple other guys from at least the Japanese scene. I don't know if they're... they're associated with Topanga at all or not. I feel like I've seen them on there before, but uh, Fujimura, Johnny, mm -hmm. and Heikuchi also come, uh, came together for a compilation tier list. All these guys have Abigail like within the top five, and they have Laura either in the middle or in like the bottom third and and like japan underwriting laura when would that ever happen john well when but, but it, it also happens with with phenom and phenom uh, you know yeah remember he was one of the guys that made fun of japan's last tier list that came out a yeah. month or two ago uh, they're they're like final season four one because of how all over the place they were and some of their opinions like akuma not in the top three or something like that and and and, and a lot of goofiness there but but he also has laura within like the bottom 15 or so and on also it's it's not in order of the you know, within the categories, but she, you know, out of what, six categories, he's got her in the fourth one. And we were talking, I think it was last week about how with what Laura is and the buffs that she's gotten on top of things. And it's like, it's clear that it looks like Capcom was a f thinking that V-Shift would, would really hurt her, although they say in the patch notes that they think it's going to also benefit her. And then they also gave her a bunch of buffs. And she was also a already a character that could, you know, Idom could get to grand finals in Capcom Cup with and has done what he's done with. So it's like the results that we've seen with her and such, it's like maybe she's not the best in the game, sure. But like, is she in the bottom third or even that's halfway? Insane. That yeah. doesn't compute to me. And I'm not saying that I know for sure that, that, that that's not right, but it doesn't make sense as far as I'm... As far as I can see it now, especially when you have someone like Abigail so damn high because they're certainly not the same character at all, but they, they operate in some similar ways. Uh, they have some telegraph stuff. They, they kind of put you in blenders where you have to try to guess your way out. And if anything, I'd think that they would totally be shifted or at least close to each other. But the fact that they're so far away from each other and all of these tier lists just doesn't add up to me. And I don't I don't expect you to have an answer, but do you have any reaction? To I that? have an answer. Yeah, no, it's you and I. We care about doing this stuff as unbiased as possible, and what I, I've done. <laughs> They're this just before. wrong. <laughs> in, 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 I mean, 
we're we're not all right all the time, but you and I are right more often than we're wrong. That's a way of looking at it. And people are going to go up on Twitter and be like, hey, you know, you were wrong with this take on that. And this they've done that. We see it all the time in our comments and other stuff. I don't care. Like, I, I mean, I care about being right or wrong. Like, but overall, it's like, look, if you look at my track record and look at your track record, we're far more right than we are wrong. And you and I spend hours every single week preparing for this podcast that I don't think that Phenom and these other other players are spending hours preparing for their tier list to be made. You and I do that. You and I do serious amounts of research and homework, and we care about this stuff immensely. People should would go crazy seeing the notes that you and I have for our show and other stuff, or the, the amount of time we spend researching it, right? They'd be like, you guys do that much work? And it's like, yeah, we do that much work. We care about our, our website um, and, and the show that much. Th these things are incredibly important to you and I. They are huge parts of our lives doesn't mean we're right about everything, but you, both you and I are also pro-level players in terms of what we can do-ish. You know, we're not as good as Phenom. We're not as good as Angry Bird, all these other players out there that are great, you know. Um, but but we are at least pro-ish level players in terms of our skill set. We might be able to take a set off these guys. Right time, right place, we probably could beat them. Hey, we have beat them in the past. Not saying those specific players, but we've both beaten pros in the past, right? We do that. Um, so um, anyway, it, that's kind of where, I, that would be my answer about it, is like some of this stuff you've got to kind of look at the lens it's coming from that some of these some of these votes are coming very casually and with like not a lot of experience uh i think it's crazy but you know i also had cody way far up there uh in the past and, and not way far up there but i thought he was better than he was right so uh, not a perfect track record here but our track record that's why people listen to our show it's pretty good we're offering a fresh perspective and and a lot of research that goes into this we care a ton about getting this as accurate as possible mm-hmm Fair enough. Well, I, I mean, I like that answer. It's, <laughs> um, uh, you, you, you like when I praise our show. Are you sure about that? Because yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, <laughs> Event Hub says Event Hub's is good. So I'm, you know, there it is. Breaking news. So. Um, <laughs> but we should probably get into our characters here. Uh, uh, I had one more thing oh, yeah. that I wanted yeah. to uh, to just note in this, and, and that's the Guile versus Sagat is is kind of peculiar to me. Um, mm -hmm. Briefly here is that Guile got a bunch of nerves. Oh, first and foremost, they are similar types they are zoners that are primarily going to keep you out with fireballs and uppercuts um, Guile has been a character that has amazing normals and they've given Sagat some better normals and like I've said before it feels like with Guile getting nerfed and Sagat getting buffed and then with V-Shift coming in that they might switch places. Now, that's in terms of like Sagat being closer to like in the top tens maybe and Guile falling more to like mid or low tiers. Now, these tier lists that have come out really have Guile as one of the best characters in the game yeah. still. Um, yeah, and and so there again, that's like, well, okay, he's a zoner so he can get you away from him with V-Shift. Like one more option to get him to where he wants to be even after you've earned your reward. It's like, sure, that makes a decent amount of sense, but wouldn't that also apply to Sagat? And Guile got a bunch of nerfs while Sagat got a bunch of buffs. The other thing is that if you look back last year, the season four changes, they didn't do very much to Guile. They liked where Guile was at. And yep. that tells me that this time around, the changes that they made were probably based around V-Shift. Because if they were already happy with where Guile was, the big change was that, well, the game's changing now, so now we have to reevaluate. And now, okay, we need to change him again. But the fact that he's still way up there and that Sagat didn't move, it's like maybe it was just that Guile was at such a high point that he loses a few things, but he's still in that same kind of high point. And Sagat was equally opposite true that he's just such a low point. He goes up a little bit, but it's not super significant. But I look at that and I go like, these guys should be a lot closer to each other um, on this tier list now. And, and they just I, aren't. I, I couldn't disagree more. 
I, I, I think that Guile's clearly superior to Sagat. And uh, the, the again, I, I always go back to this, and I'm, I want to save it a little bit more for the, the show because I'm, I'm going to hit on it pretty hard. But the bottom line is that when you look at the usage of pros, um, the pro players are sticking with Guile. Hardly anyone has picked up Sagat. And I maybe he's underexplored. I actually, you know, I think there's a good case for Sagat being underexplored. But Guile was so good. If you're a top 10 character in this, and I understand a top 10 character because I believe I have one with Minot. Shouts to, shouts to me, actually, because I, I was... I was hitting that hard from the get-go. I said Monat is a great character. Almost every single tier list I've seen come out has had Monat in the top 10 now. Uh, and that was not the case before. But um, So tuning my own horn there a little bit, I will also say on Guile, uh, Guile was one of the best characters in the game. And it's really hard to nerf one of the best characters in the game down to uh, relative obscurity. Um, where Sagat has lived in relative obscurity for a long time, it's hard to buff him up to the point where he's going to be that great. But if V-Shift is as powerful as, the, if, especially for zoners, as we feel like it is, and is like if that shoots Minot up to the top and it keeps Guile there despite a, punch, a bunch of nerfs, it's like, why wouldn't that, plus a bunch of buffs, to an area where Sagat directly needed buffs? Now he gets more combos, now he's got that mid-range, and he has a way of getting away from you when you get in. Like, what they needed for, and he also gets to convert into bigger damage. It's like, all of these things he really needed. He was already a pretty decent character. All of that equation, plus how strong we're thinking V-Shift is for zoners, you give that to him, and it, it just keeps him in mid-tier? That doesn't compute to me. It's. I do think Sagat's a bit underrated right now. Like the tier list I've got in front of me has him near the bottom. Right, he looks like he's like bottom ten right now. I definitely don't agree with that. But I, I, I mean, Guile's top ten. Sagat's more like maybe a top twenty-ish character when he's fully explored. Right now, he's going to be like twenty-five range or you know lower than that because he's really not well explored. Mm -hmm. And until people go in and put in the time with him, it's kind of hard to say. It's. I'll fall back on the, the Velociraptor argument. Like we just don't know. We've got to wait and see on this one. Like you know, it's that's a. I like to have more of the hot takes, right? So, um, but um, anyway, with um, with Sagat, I, I think I think he's going to end up more in the twenty five range. But he's also been one of the characters we've talked about the most here on, on Event Hubs, where we think he's maybe the most underrated character in the entire game, uh, and that was before he got all these changes. I am really not high on Sagat's changes because I've watched a lot of Bonchan footage since the changes came out, and I'm like, where are all these buffs at? Where I go and watch someone like Ed, or uh, you know, I watch other characters, and I'm like, I see all their buffs in action, and they're great. Like I watch Sagat now, and I'm like, they they made them better, really? Like, cause I'm not seeing it. Like I know it happened; it's on paper. There's proof of it, but I'm not seeing it yet. And that's where really I go back to with a lot of the changes that get made. How how applicable are the changes? How how often are they using the moves that got changed? That is such a huge factor for me. Uh, and there it is. Yeah, fair enough. Well, we will see. But I will be keeping an eye on that. And I do think Sagat is going to climb a good bit. So we wanted to now jump through uh, the rest of the characters. We haven't talked about everybody. We talked about the some of the best falling down. We talked about some of the lower tiers coming up. And then we, we had a handful of other interesting characters. Uh, for various reasons, characters. Now we're just going to rifle through the uh, the last, was it 14 characters that we haven't talked yeah. about yet. Um, this is not going to be super in-depth. Some of them are going to get more discussion than the others because they have interesting things, and some of them just haven't changed all that much. But we do want to do a little service to every character out there, um, and I believe we're starting with Birdie, and that was one of the ones that you looked up. So what do you have to say about Birdie here in Season 5 with V-Shift and all the changes and whatnot? Birdie is in a pretty unfortunate place with his changes, he definitely didn't get any better. And in my opinion, he's um, he's basically the same because most of the other people around him improved. 
I think that the the V shift is a solid nerf to some of his rushdown and grappler abilities. Just you know, we've talked about that quite a bit. Um, but I also think Birdie's about the same as he was last season. And if you used him previously and didn't drop him, I don't see why you would drop him now. Uh, and basically, unless you're just fed up with him as a character. So like Veggie and a few other people who are playing Birdie are still playing him. Um, but I also think he's a solid candidate for a bottom 10 character now Wow! Um, because he was not great last year. And I, I mean, I don't think he got a lot worse, but I think uh, like in a vacuum, he didn't get a lot worse. Let me be, make that very clear. But I think in terms of the meta, he got a good bit worse. So maybe he was like a bottom 20 character before. Now I think he's bottom 10 because the meta of the game has shifted even further. So what was Capcom's what, like approach to him? Like, what kind of things were they were they trying to do with him? Could you see in nothing. the patch note? <laughs> yeah, nothing. Exactly. No, no, no. That's it's a perfect question. Nothing. They literally are like, eh, it's fine. And again, one of the things you have to look at with Birdie is is it's not like he has some abysmal track record in Street Fighter Five. He's won Capcom Cup. He's mm-hmm. placed high at a ton of events over the years. Saying he's completely not viable would be ridiculous. People hear bottom ten and they assume that oh total trash and stuff like that. I don't think Birdie is total trash. I just think that the meta has shifted away from him and I don't think he's as good in a, uh, in the context of the game as he once was. Uh, and I don't think he got anything that moves the needle for him in terms of, of a buff, right? So I, I honestly think that when all is said and done, you're going to see about the same level of Birdie as you saw last year. Uh, he's still popular-ish, you know, kind of thing. He's still about the same as he was. And if you really enjoyed the character before, if you didn't drop him last year, why would you drop him now? It's kind of how I look at it. And it could happen, but it's kind of like, this is what Birdie is now. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, Birdie hasn't changed too much, but didn't get better when a lot of other people did and is kind of suffering from V-shifts. So uh, probably not that great for Birdie. Sorry, uh, Q price is wrong theme. Um, <laughs> all right, next one on the list is Nikali here, and that was me. <laughs> Surprise. Um, and so Nikali, he uh, his V trigger one has been reworked pretty heavily. It's now two bars. It's now on a timer, and the leaping move is a little bit better uh, for combos, and it has an air to air hitbox. So that that's pretty important for pretty obvious reasons. In that, like, well, a character that has an infinite V trigger and he is a, the only one, it, that's going to really heavily affect his ability to V shift. So at least give him the option v trigger two still still uh infinite three bars and everything you played your traditional nikali but if you want to have the ability to go back and and one get multiple activations or two have a more versatile ability in, in using v shift hey v trigger one is a little more enticing now for you um he can he can do a few different combos like he can do some slash attacks when he's in v trigger after launching you with his uh heavy stomp where he couldn't do that before as much you'd have to just go to dp now he can go with a little more corner carry um, and his command grabs do more damage, but the universal change is that any command grabs mm-hmm. that bounce you, they scale more. So I'm not sure why they did that change when they also kind of adjusted so that you'd still get the same amount of damage. It's just that the, the scale, the, the damage comes at different places. And uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a very clear reason for that, but I <laughs> admittedly have not, have not figured it out yet. Um, the, uh, the other thing is like, So he's a rushdown character. He's naturally going to get hit by V-Shift, right? Because there's a handful of times where he's putting you in a frame trap or he's activating. Another big place you you might want to look out for V-Shift, especially early on, is um, after a blocked V-Trigger activation when someone's pretty plus. You know, that's that's a prime spot to try to get away from that little mix-up that you have there, right? So... Um, that's probably going to be a place where you're going to see a lot of V-ships. But anyways, like Nikali is all about those kinds of things. And so he's naturally going to be hit a little bit by that. What it seems like uh, Capcom did with this character, 
um, they they made it so that he can transition or, or he can he can get a little more damage once he's hit you with certain things, right? Like once he's in, which is nice given that it's going to be harder to get to those places. So it's like, well, give him a little more reward once he's in. And, um, and, and like, that's kind of it. And it's like, he's not going to be a great character. I don't think he's going to be he's reasonably fun if you appreciate playing that way. And, and, um, but, but I think that just with where the game's at, with the characters that are, that are strong, um, he's, he, I just don't see him being a, a top contender. So you are seeing him kind of like in a bottom third of tier lists sort of placement now. And I think that's pretty accurate. Um, he's, it's fine. It's just, this is the way things have shaped out for this character and that's life and, and it's fine. So uh, that's kind of where Nikali is. You can do a little more when, once you get the combo started and such, but be ready to uh, to get V shifted away from and and you know uh, life is not going to be amazing for him. So I hope you really like playing him. <laughs> yeah, doesn't sound like you're liking playing him too much anymore. Well, I, I'm yeah. I'm intrigued at the idea of being able to use V trigger activations multiple times, things like that. Mm. And then it's like that's cool. Maybe the new V trigger one move is cool, but I don't think that you know you can hear it right there. The new V trigger one move having a few extra combo opportunities is not going to make or break a character. And so it's like, yeah. Mm. Well, um, speaking of V-Trigger impacting uh, V-Shift, we've got a Buki next. And Capcom outright says that V-Shift is expected to have a large impact on Ibuki players. Like when Capcom outright says it in the patch notes, like with that much force, they probably have some experience and some knowledge that they're, they're dropping on people there. Uh, you can you could kind of see when Capcom waffles in the patch notes where they're like, yeah, we're not sure or whatever. Like Ibuki, they're like, ooh, like, okay. So what they did with her is they actually buffed her V-Trigger 1 bombs, uh, but they also nerfed them as well. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of an interesting contrast there, but basically you can do more combos with them like they have a, a hitbox on the, the bombs so now you can do some more combos and other stuff but they nerf the damage right um she also got some improved normals um but i don't think anything that she got really offsets what she lost uh the big three ibuki players right now have been pretty spotty in terms of, of actually playing her sienna is still playing her a little bit but also a lot of seth shine is playing her a bit too but quite a bit more lucia and zeku and then fujimura has already went over to shun lee and, uh, and and he already did that like a lot last season, yeah. and he seems to be sticking there. Like like and so what I'm seeing is actually uh, I have a Buki pegged as one of the biggest losers here in this season. Mm. Uh, I still think you can do damage with the character, uh, and, and even in Fujimura's recent tier list that he put out there, like a Buki's on the lower half of the list, like you can take one of the better characters and actually knock them down, but it's taken two years or two seasons to get a Buki there. Like last year, I know a lot of people were kind of like mixed on her. Uh, and now that she got even more nerfs, it's like they finally got her out of that top 10. And I would be shocked if she ends up in the top 10 right now. Yeah. Um, and hmm? it, 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 so in terms of where I've had her, sorry, sorry, John, I'll just get this right out and I'll turn it right back over to you. I've got her right now around the 25th area, but, but we'll see if, if you, she's in like, you know, around 30 or so, I wouldn't be shocked, but, but you were going to say, yeah, I was just, um, that she's at best in the tier lists that we've seen posted so far. She's in the, uh, third from the top at best, but most people have her, or most of these groups have her in like the second or the third to last tier. And uh, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of faith in her. My, my gut reaction is, well, what she does a lot is puts you in ambiguous situations and then makes you guess, you know, where to block. But V-Shift probably has something to say about a lot of those situations. And that's not to say that they're going to disappear. They probably evolve and, and maybe she has really good punishes for if you V-Shift and she doesn't do anything. But 
it's one more layer that she has to get through that she didn't have to get through before. And if she was already kind of like heavily falling down the tier list last season, I don't see, you know, this doing much good for her now. So it makes about sense to me. This kind of computes for me that she would be in like kind of the, the lower tiers for sure. And I don't want to be completely hopeless with the Buki players out there because I respect this character in the right hands. Uh, I love Shine's Buki. I I appreciated Fujimura's Buki even though it was a little bit you know cheap. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I I definitely respected the hell out of Cien's Buki. Um, and I still think you can do damage with the character, um, but when you've nerfed their main strength, it's it's kind of hard. Um, but I mean, again, if you if you're a player out there who really likes doing heavy V trigger mix ups and other stuff, I th- and, and you need a quick mix up character. Abuki uh, um, still fills a role here. It's just that overall approach that used to be great in Street Fighter Five is just now good. Uh, and, mm. and since that's her main strength, that they and they hit that, you know. But you can still play Abuki. It's not like we're talking about this character and being like, oh, she's obliterated. For pro level players, maybe you know, maybe she's obliterated. But uh, you know, most people that we're talking to right now are not pros, right? So you can still play Abuki and have a, have a fun time with her. I know a bunch of Abuki players that I play online, and she's just fine. Like you can still do the same stuff with her. It's just it's not going to be as good, and but that's okay because as John said, you probably can come up with some new V trigger mix ups that no one has ever seen that that blows up V shift and other stuff. That stuff is still good, and she did get enough buffs where it's different now. Where you might want to go for bombs instead of her. Um, uh, V trigger two, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that that's worth looking at. If you really enjoy Ibuki, keep playing her. I don't see a reason to drop her. Um, she's still good enough to be fun. Right on. Well, that takes us to Lucia, and Lucia. It's interesting because she was a she was a hot character when she came out. Probably the favorite of uh, Honda, Poison, and Lucia. The the three that came out. Uh, gosh, was that two years ago already? <laughs> Anyways, uh, but she quickly started to fall down the tier lists, and what we kind of figured out that she could do was that she's she's kind of in the same vein as Ken a little bit in that she's like a fiery rushdown character, but she was also regarded as relatively stubby, which is interesting considering that she has a zoning aspect to her with her fireball game where she can she kind of has a two-step fireball where it launches in front of her. She kicks it up in front of her, and then she can either kick it in a, a slow but not very far-moving uh, arc or kind of straight at you or kind of down, um, and you would have to you know basically guess your way in or manipulate your way in around those fireballs and that was a big part of it is a big part of her game but she's a lot of her is is just like a rush down run forward with her v skill one kind of um kind of gameplay and what capcom gave her here was a lot of just like more damage more combo potential similar to like what nikali had but what she really needed was the ability to get close to do that kind of stuff or maybe mm. just you know be better at zoning but she was kind of caught in this like in between where what she really needed was like she couldn't use the tools she has and they gave her more of those tools like she now she does a little more damage and she she can do a little more in the way of combos and she doesn't have to like commit to ex meter until she sees that something has hit things like that which are which are great um, but they don't necessarily help her in the area that she would need help with and also my my i gotta give shout outs to my buddy uh, mike thrasher um, here in, in in Tucson, he um, he plays a lot of Lucia and does a lot of research. Although he hasn't been exploring her as much as other characters after this this recent patch, but he he gave me a few notes here on the uh, on the character too and and what he's isn't been this the guy that that kicked my butt and ranked? He did, yes. <laughs> he got me. Hey, shouts to you, dude. He you got me. You definitely exploited my lack of knowledge on this. I love a run back at some point if you ever play Lucia again. But I wanted to like let people know he kicked my butt and got me good. Like it's I I held that L totally. Hmm. But anyway, yeah. 
good stuff, Mike. Um, yeah. And then so, and she also has like thirty more damage on her critical art. Which, by the way, if you've if you've eaten like a long Lucia combo into critical art, it's one of those moves where like Karen uh, or like <laughs> Zangief grabs, where you're always surprised by the amount of damage it does, especially yeah. at the end of a combo. And they gave her more on that. And it's like, well, great. So she's, again, it's it's like she's better at the back end of things when she's already gotten in. But she needed to be able to get in a little more efficiently if she was going to get better. And also you got to consider, well, V-Shift, she's a rushdown character. Now she, mm-hmm. people are going to have better options of getting away from her. That's That doesn't bode super well. But she did get a change to her sweep. Um, and that might be a, a little bit more in the realm of what she needed. Uh, in that it's it goes a little bit farther and it's a little bit faster. And to the degree that Lucia players are going to be able to manipulate and, and hit this sweep basically as kind of like a, either a whiff punish tool or like in a trap. Mike was talking about maybe how he can, in that in that fireball game, if they're in a certain range there, it, the, the sweep kind of complements. And if she can score some sweeps, either crush counter or otherwise, that's an in. And that puts her where she wants to be. So that's really nice. Um, I don't know that that's going to be enough to uh, one offset V shift and then two like like that she probably needed more. But that is one saving grace for the character. So you might see her get a little more out of that because it puts her in a place where she wants to be. But overall, I think that one the kind of stuff she got is probably not going to outbalance the the or to balance the 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 things that she loses naturally from having V shift be a thing. And ultimately, she might be around where she was or maybe a little worse. But that's that's kind of a hot take early on. It's interesting because I agree with everything you're saying. Um, but the one thing that the one caveat I'll throw out there is like I'm seeing a bunch of people put time into Lucia right now, which is shocking. Uh, one of the players we were just talking about, Shine, I believe, has been putting in time to Lucia uh, and a, a bunch of other uh, El, El Chicote. Uh, shouts to him. Uh, he's been putting time into her like a bunch of people have been putting in more time to her than I would think based on what I've been seeing. And so I wonder if she's got a little bit of hidden, you know, oomph to her. Everything is telling me no. Everything is telling me exactly what you said is right. But I, I will throw that out there just as a little bit of a, a throw in because I, I, I don't know what to think about her because it's it's confusing seeing that right. Mm-hmm. But um, a less confusing character here is Chun Li. Uh, Chun Li got some interesting changes, and I actually think she's one of the big winners here of the season. Hmm. Less so because of the changes uh, that she got, but just so much uh, how good she was before, and how much now the game is rewarding footsies that it was not rewarding before. Uh, Everyone who I saw on CFN who was previously playing Chun-Li is still using her. And that's very rare for a character to retain that level of usage unless they got better. It's uh, I was just mentioning Lucia. Lucia's got a few more people playing her and it's interesting. Chun-Li is like everyone who was using her before and now some other people are now using her too. And the, the track record for that, how often that holds up in terms of a character being super strong it's really high. I want to say like 90%, 95% of the time when that happens, when I see that level of usage, I think a character is going to be great. Mm-hmm. So um, when you've given people absolutely zero reason to drop a character, it, it's it just it shows up right away. And uh, Chun-Li did get a few slaps on the wrist in terms of nerfs, but, but nothing that really heavily impacts her. And, and I'd actually say the same thing for her buffs. Uh, despite the V-Skill 2 buffs, I only saw a few people actually using it. Uh, most people are still using V-Skill 1, right? Mm. And uh, we had Chun-Li around top 10 last year, or right in it. You know, it just, it, she was either outside of it or right in it, kind of depending on how you felt. Uh, this year, I think she's a bit better of it because most of the characters around her got worse. 
So um, you couple the game uh, rewarding defense and footsies more than ever before. You couple all the people kind of getting noticeably worse that were around her. And I think we're going to see more of Chun-Li than we ever have since season one. It won't match season one Chun-Li. I want to be very careful about that. But I think we're going to see more of Chun-Li this year than we ever have since the first year of the game. Mm. So learn this matchup. You're going to be playing it a lot going forward. You know, to the she she has a few different ways of approaching. Traditionally speaking, one of those is she can kind of hang back and poke and zone a good bit. And I bet you she sort of resorts to doing that more in this new meta, right? Because because of the mm-hmm. V shifting. Um, but she doesn't like, like she can get, she can get up in your face. She has some frame traps and such, and and she'll still use those to a degree. But I think a lot of like far reaching moves and and like you overstep or you get hit in the face as, as you're trying to get close to her and then that converts into some good damage and then maybe some pressure afterwards. But that's a decent kind of recipe for success as far as I can tell in this game where it's at right now. The only thing though is that both of her V-triggers are pretty in your face. One is very telegraphed and as she you know builds up her, uh, is it Kokoshin? Um, and, and so I, I think that both of her V triggers are going to kind of suffer from V shift, uh, maybe V trigger one a little bit less, but even there, she's trying to frame trap you. And then you're just like looking for ways to get out as she goes crazy on offense. And like, there's a good chance you're going to, with as many buttons as she's pushing there, that you're going to catch one of them with V shift and at least get your way out. And then V trigger two might be like the kind of setups that we've seen before where you wake up and it's just like an unblockable mm-hmm. thing. Like, I think those are maybe out the window with, with V shift, uh, when it, when, you know, the other player has it. So uh, that's not to say that's going to break her, but I think that she will suffer in the V-trigger category a bit. But the way she does, she goes about things outside of that, I, I, I do see where it would work for her reasonably well, especially on the zoning side or the, or the control side of things. Well said. All right, Fong, the next one. Fong, man. Sometimes we forget this character is in the game, and then you run into like one of the Fong players because the people that are playing him are so damn good with him, and you have no, uh, you have a lot of us have not done our homework, and you just like I didn't know he could do that move and stuff. Like for instance, did you know that his V skill has a hitbox on it now and has for a while? Well, now it has uh, two hits. <laughs> in V. Yeah, I, I did see that in the patch notes, but I have not felt it personally, and I know I'm going to at some point, and I'm going to go, what the hell is going on with this character, and be terrified of him yet again. Uh, more so, less of the, the uh, what the character is capable of, and more so what a top player is capable of doing with the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where Fong really scares me. Mm-hmm. He got a few quality of life changes where like certain attacks wouldn't wouldn't in certain scenarios wouldn't do what they were supposed to do and that wasn't on purpose like his knees um like it's it's harder for characters to fall out of his like double knee um i think it's forward mm-hmm. uh, roundhouse uh, or just roundhouse um and uh, and things like that uh, he can hit confirm into like v trigger w- uh, with his um forward fierce where he kind of does like two long reaching attacks with his forward arm um, which is interesting because like so so that can now be canceled into V trigger and stuff, but like his other cancel in the V trigger move is his double hitting sweep, and that's a low and that's a crush counter, and it seems to me that like most of the time you're wanting to to cancel out of that, and you can still do that. So I don't know in what situations you would use this one instead of that one. Combos, it's, I think. Mostly, like, if you need to kind of kill someone or, like, you know, uh, go into critical art or something like that, like, get basically bigger combos, you have a few more opportunities to land that. But we're really talking about high-level Fong players who are basically, you know, going in with stand-heavy punch instead of, you know, crouch-heavy kick, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's that's not going to impact your typical Fong players. Uh, it's really high-level pros. Mm-hmm. So Now, um, his fly is naturally nerfed uh, by the universal 
juggle change because now if you hit him out of it you can probably get a little bit more damage or a little bit more of a setup but yeah, like how often do you hit well first of all how often do you play against Fong? second of all how often do you hit him out of the out of the fly it's a very odd weird angle and and um so i mean technically that's a little bit nerfed and it's it's a pretty strong tool to have at least in theory um and then uh they gave his v skill one in v trigger one now it has two hits which means that he can do some setups with it where um, it's going to lock you into pressure a little bit more and he already has some pretty good pressure in his coward crouch into that forward roll that leaves him plus 300 or whatever it is and uh, you really can't push buttons there but you have to because he's going to go back into it and stay uh, like stick on you now that's going to be naturally nerfed by v shift but he has other means of 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 doing you know kind of like frame trap situations when he's up close to you he's um he's got some more combos now uh, uh with stuff but like i don't know how much of this is gonna like move the needle and um he is a like th- a character that has no three frame attacks no invincible reversal so he's naturally going to appreciate v-shift quite a bit that's something he is a space control sort of character most of the time so there's that he might benefit there um and my my overall reaction to him is that like more combos and some benefits from v-shift means that fang will probably get a little bit better but i don't think to a substantial degree uh this character has since the beginning been sort of a wash where it's like yeah we can see how you'd make him amazing but don't do that because he's so different with his damage over time mechanic that that could easily get broken fast and we don't want to see it so let's err on the side of caution we're still doing that, and uh, you know, as cool of an idea as he was, I don't know. Fang just kind of is sort of on the sidelines to to a degree, and I don't see him changing from that. Yeah, I agree. He is kind of who we we know him to be all along. But I am happy for the Fong players out there that they got the quality of life improvements they deserve. If you put in that level of time with this character, you deserve every single one of these buffs. Unfortunately, I still have him probably in the bottom ten, bottom five. You know, it's I, I don't think he's going anywhere, but. Uh, uh, speaking of a character who I thought was going to be one of the big w- winners of the season because of the meta, I looked a little bit closer at her, and that would be Colleen, and I think she's actually a bit worse off than she was before. Hmm. Um, this was a top 10 character last year, and her nerfs, I think they really did hurt her, um, and I'm a bit mixed on how V-Shift impacts some of her ice ball mix-ups. Uh, because th- she got quite a bit of mileage on those. And now that you can kind of V-shift away from those, now she can counter it, right? But it's, it, she really got some mileage off of some of the stuff that she did. And, and of all things, a nephew is looking to be playing quite a bit more Sakura than Colleen these days. Now, that might be temporary, right? Um a lot of other people who were previously played Colleen are still sticking with her now, but you know, I, I look at the pros as a pretty big indicator of stuff. Uh, but in a vacuum, I think it's clear that Colleen is worse than she was last season. She got a lot of nerfs, a lot of nerfs, specifically to V Trigger too, which was one of her main kind of tools, right? Um, and you, I see how V Shift will help her, and then also how it will hurt her. Uh, where I think some characters have like a pretty um, clear advantage for V Shift, I don't think Colleen is one of them. I think that she probably um, loses as much as she gains from. V-shift. And so that means that you look a lot closer, in my opinion, at her changes, and I just see a ton of nerfs from her. So she was towards the end of the top 10 list. Uh, um, actually, I think she was more in the middle of the top 10 list before, and now I have her at closer to the end of it, right? Mm. Um, I, I still think she's a great character. I still think that she's you know pretty darn strong. But when I look at those V-Trigger 2 nerfs, they're no joke. And then some of her really privileged stuff that she enjoyed before, like her uh, back heavy kick was a crush counter button that could hit low people, even though she swings her foot way the hell up in the air. Capcom made that worse. And, and so... 
Ugh, I'm I'm I really wanted to say, hey, Colleen, gonna be great. She's gonna hold up well. Like she's just like Chen Li. Like everything's gonna benefit her. I really think that she's kind of a unique character. That some of her moves and especially the nerfs that Capcom applied to him, she could end up a good bit worse than, than people might expect initially. And if you told me that she's gonna be top uh, 15 range, I would not argue, argue against it right now. Uh, again, I especially look at nephew already exploring a character like Sakura quite a bit more and go, hmm. Uh, the calling get hit pretty hard here. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, the what you're saying about V shift affecting her is is kind of what's you know flashing on my radar the most right now. And, and I've been playing Ryu, right? And so um, there, Ryu is also a character with a parry, and that really comes into V shift in that if you can bait someone to go into V shift break, and you haven't done a huge committed move, you can parry their break and get a full combo on them. And that's absolutely going to be part of Colleen's game plan because a lot of what she does is like zip back and then leap forward at you you know or, or like suddenly spring forward but those are somewhat uh, um, uh, telegraphed and then again like you say with like the ice balls falling down I think you're going to see a lot of people v-shifting Colleen and what the game is going to end up being is like did she commit and in a lot of times she hasn't so now she has the option to v-shift break but if you play against her enough I also see the natural evolution and this this would go for mm -hmm. uh, any character with with parries but especially Colleen because of how telegraphed a lot of her moves are that the game is well do I attack or not because she's going to parry now if she parries and this is true for Ryu's parry which I think is a little faster uh, but if she parries and you haven't done anything like you don't do the break now she's in a counter hit state and if you're if you're able to reach her which you very well might be like with a take a half step forward and do like a roundhouse or a far reaching heavy and crush counter her that's still like even though she has an answer to v-shift break i think it's still not really in her favor like sometimes she's gonna yeah. she's gonna counter a v-shift break but sometimes she's gonna get hit extra hard for trying to do so so even there i don't see that being in the long run a benefit for her and yeah it it feels like she might have fallen a little bit mm. yeah lost more than she gained that's a that's a big message mm -hmm. i think for colleen all right jury that's our next one unless you had anything else about colleen no no i'm good all man. right First of all, they gave Jury an air throw. What do you think about that? I'm going to let you continue with Jury because whenever I open my mouth about this character, I get 15 people in the comments and on Twitter blowing me up about it. So I did not research this character a lot. She's yours. I don't want to answer anything about Jury. This is all you, John. You sniffed out that trap pretty well. Jury always had an air throw. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but it's a little bit faster. So um, if she gets you with the air throw, then she can maybe put like a crush counter button on you. Um, and, and when you wake up, so you can't do anything because that's what she needed to be better. Um, she can't, she's, she's got a handful of, um, quality of life, uh, um, things, but a lot of what they've done is it just seems like they've tried to incentivize the, the, the choices in her game, like V skill two and V trigger two, uh, to, to be more attractive. And I wonder if in their attempts to just make the character more versatile and, and give players a bigger choice that they were more wrapped up in doing that than they were making her better overall given this crazy new meta that we're going to be in. And, mm -hmm. you know, Jury's a rushdown character through and through. Like, she's all up in your face and trying to stick to you like flypaper and V-Shift is going to be a thing for her, for sure. Like, And, and I don't think in a, mm -hmm. in a good way, right? So um, that said... I also think that characters 
who can um, convert, this is this is duh, but it's worth saying, characters that can convert from the neutral into big damage without having to um, be like a two-step process where they, they knock you down or something and get close and then try to open you up, that rushdown aspect, that's where a V-shift is going to come in more, right? But if you can tag someone in the neutral and then go straight into a big combo, like that's exactly what you want in this game. Uh, now I would say even more than ever. So to the degree that Jury can do that, that's pretty good, but it has not been enough for her before, and I don't think she's especially better at it now. So that's where I would give her stuff if I was going to give her something to to be, you know, to fare well in this, especially if she gets nerfed by V-Shift, but I don't think Capcom gave her that too much. It sounded like you weren't exactly in a, in alignment there, so if, if you wanted to chime in, though, I'm all ears. I'm really disappointed for, for Jury players because this is a cool character, and I really would love an answer, and this is one thing I'll blow up Capcom for, and we haven't been able to talk to him about it, is like, look, guys, why the hell don't you just give Jury one stock to begin the, the game with? Mm -hmm. Every Jury player I play against, and I play against some really good Jury players. Like, there are some great ones. Uh, Clegg Madness, who's really good uh, and always gives me a great run for my money and usually beats me, um, plays just this mean Jury. I love his Jury. So good. Um, deceptive Throws and other stuff, and she's got a bit of the Fong disease where it's like there's so many high-level jury players that but player at a high level, you might think she's better than she is, right? Um, and, and she's clearly not a great character. And if she's clearly not a great character, why didn't Capcom finally give her something great to begin with and at least give her one stock to begin with at the get-go? Give her a fireball. Give her something, you know, to, to just start with. And it's like, what what are these changes? What are these things I'm looking at? And you're not hyped about her. And it's like, there's no reason to not make Jury good. I don't get it. Like, she's a great character. She's super popular. Like, I would I would legitimately, I, I kind of get why some of the jury players are salty out there. And I would have the same question for Capcom. I'd be like, what the freaking hell are you doing with jury? Like, what is your answer for not making this character better? She's well-designed. She's she's very interesting. She probably got worse in the meta, as you're talking about, because some of when she builds up all of her resources and she rushes people down, uh, uh, that's worse now, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, why didn't you give her more? Like, why are you so terrified of jury? Like, because I... I want to know and I know a lot of other people would and I, I wish this is one thing I will blow Capcom up for and, and you know maybe we'll get to talk to someone about it and we usually do and they're like hey this is what's going on but we've, we've not had a chance to talk to someone about jury right and, and see so I, I'm going to try to make that a personal thing that I try to do uh, jury players out there you can blow me up for it if, if you see John and I at tournaments and, and you see us talking to Capcom if we don't get an answer for you that's on us I apologize <laughs> for that in advance I will try now to get a better answer for that one but on the surface, I'm kind of like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. well, let me go through just a few of the changes here to give you an idea of what uh, specifically changed. Like, so she can cancel her heavy store move. Like, I think that's the the forward kicks into critical art now. So, so some higher damage combos, which is is good, you know, because once you've started the damage to get as much as you can in this meta, I think is is a is a good look. Um, her fireball and V trigger one. This is interesting. You know how it's it's on the ground and it goes for a little ways and then dissipates. If you if it hits on the final frame before it dissipates, it hits twice instead of just mm. once. And I'm like, well, okay, that's not really something for the neutral game because you know the the, the other character can move around. I think it's for if you get a knockdown, there might be some setups where you can have that floating to them and and then like they're naturally going to be in this the the distance away where the two hits are going to be relevant. Maybe so some setups where you can lock people down after a combo where you knock them away. That might be cool, although V-Shift is going to have something to say about that sometimes. 
Um, they tried to incentivize, or they, they incentivized your V skill too, because um, you can cancel out of store animations now, which means like uh, you can kind of not necessarily make them safe, I don't think, but but like there's other ways of getting those stores, which is kind of nice, but you have to pick V skill too. See, it's like, hey, come over yeah. and explore this other part of the character. It may or may not be better for you in the long run, but at least now you get that thing that you've been wanting more ways into stores. Um, it also has a better hitbox. It's one frame faster. It allows for better combos. Um, and it might lead to some setups and combos where it knocks down and, and you know, like it can be a meaty on your foe's wake up. And again, use it to get stores as well. Uh, V-Trigger 2 gives you all stores now when you activate. It's plus two on block. Um, and it has a it has like a, a suck in motion where where if you're close enough it it pulls the other character in toward you. Um, so that's mm -hmm. why it's plus two there. So if it does that, it, it, it's plus two. Um, she got a nerf on her critical art where it's got 10 frames more recovery. And I, I know I've kind of missed a few <laughs> punishes on jury critical art before. So I, I suppose yeah. that's fine. Although I, it's like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's if you, if you whiff critical art, you deserve it. I mean, you, you get it blocked. You deserve any punishment. You know, you can make it negative a thousand or whatever. Not that bad, but you know what I mean? It's you deserve it. If you, you miss with critical art. Yeah. So I think she's been kind of, I think she's gotten a worse rap than, than, than she deserves. I think she's closer to mid tier as opposed to like abysmally bad tier. I think people put her in abysmal bad tier because they want her to be, high tier she's a fan favorite for sure probably the most popular character from street fighter 4 uh newcomer i should say I, she's not amazing she still isn't amazing now she's not bad she got some small quality of life buffs and they're going to try to make you be uh, you know use their her v skill and v trigger twos um and it might be that like a super strong player comes out like ii or or like uh you know infiltration and shows that she's better than she than the community perceives her to be but i don't think she's going to shoot up the tier charts yeah, I, I played Clegg Madness enough, and, and he's a very high-end player, uh, better than I am. And uh, um, it's uh, I, I really have a different thought process now on, on Jury. I think she's fairly bad. I, I think she's a bottom 10 character, and I, uh, man, I never expected to freaking get into it on Jury here, but I, I'm kind of passionate on this character now because uh, of all the people. All the fans talking to me have made me more passionate about Jury. And, um, and look, it's like, I, I'm kind of upset with Capcom here. It's like, I think you have a pretty low-end character, and I don't think you did anywhere near enough for it. Now, I hope I'm wrong. Please, you know, jury fans out there, if I'm wrong, please correct me here. But I look through this, and I'm like, look at what you did to Ryu. You know, like, you actually did something for Ryu. Like, why didn't you do the same for Jury? Because Jury was oftentimes put in the same category as Ryu back, you know, in prior seasons, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we we think, you know, Jury was probably better than Ryu. I, I That's, you know, that, that's a fair case to make, right? But how come Jury didn't get at least Ryu equivalent buffs? And so when I'm looking over this list, it's kind of what I'm seeing. It's like, okay, yeah, you you buffed V-Trigger 2, but we both know V-Trigger 1 is the one to pick, right? Like, that's, that's where Jury gets a lot of her juice out of it. it of a character i hardly ever see v trigger 2 um so it's nice that you buffed it but it goes back to my argument of why are you buffing stuff no one uses and, and so that's upsetting to me like i i'm kind of upset for jury players out there but i, I digress like jury players like if, if i'm right about this please let me know if i'm wrong let me know you know i'm, I'm happy to hear it uh but i just from talking to enough of the fans out there this feels very underwhelming to me mm -hmm. All right, so next character up here, speaking of uh, maybe underwhelming in the past and kind of, you know, interesting now, we're going to talk about Blanca. Blanca, I would actually compare to as Ibuki Light. 
uh, in, in past seasons, mm. where uh, Ibuki has way more well-rounded attacks. Uh, they both had really strong V-triggers that generally decided the matchups for you, right? Uh, and I think uh, both of them have been kind of decidedly nerfed by the V-trigger shift. Uh, I've seen some footage of, you know, Blanca still blowing up people with V, you know, V-trigger 2, but it's like you got to learn how to V-shift that properly. You can't just go in the corner and expect it to blow stuff up. If you really know what you're doing, um, you can really, you know, blow up uh, Blanca's V-Trigger 2. Now, I think Capcom saw that and they gave Blanca a bunch of buffs, including increasing the damage on his uh, rolling attacks and more frame advantage, which he did not need. Well, I, I get, well, now he has it, but he had a lot of frame advantage on his electricity before. Now he's got even more and V-Trigger 1 is even more effective. And uh, you actually did see some Blanca players use V-Trigger 1 uh, and some high level ones. I forget if it was like Nishikin or, or who, who was using it, but I have seen high-level Blanca players use V-Trigger 1 and use it quite well, and now it's even better. So it's interesting. Um, is it better but, than, than, is it worth not choosing the crazy robbery V-Trigger 2 over, though? I think in some matchups, in some cases, yes. But I, I still think, uh, and we'll see where it ends up at, because I, I haven't seen a ton of V-Trigger 2 usage right, right now. I, I have a lot of, you know, uh, memories of it. Uh, but I have seen some of it, and it's getting V-shifted a bit more now. So um, so basically what Capcom did is said, like, look, Blanca's V-Trigger 2 is definitely worse, and that was one of his main strengths. We're going to buff all this other stuff for him, and, and that's where he's kind of ended up at. So... I personally feel he's actually less shenanigans based, which is definitely going to help you if you're more of a fundamental player. Um, but if you are more of a shenanigans Blanca player, which is the whole reason to play him, I definitely think you're decidedly worse. So um, there's a, a really good fundamental player at Capcom, Kim1234, who plays uh, Blanca a lot. And I think that I think Capcom skewed the character more towards his personal viewpoints and how the character should be. And I mean, for me personally, I'm always more happy to see more of a fundamental character than a shenanigans character, right? Yeah. Uh, it's still Blanca. He's got tons of shenanigans, shenanigans as it is, right? Hell, he, he's, he, that's his entire basis. But to have to take that from a 10 out of 10 to like a 9 out of 10, I'm pretty happy with that, right? So, um, Anyway, I, I still think that Blanc is a bottom 10 character, uh, but if you played it hella solid with him, uh, I think you're probably better than you were last season. Um, and and yeah, so that's pretty much it. Like, mm -hmm. there's there's no reason, if you were playing Blanca before, I, I don't think you have a reason to drop him. And, and if you're, you know, if you weren't playing him previously, I don't think there's a reason to pick him up, right? Like, he's he got some stuff, but he didn't get a lot. Uh, and if you're a more solid player, I do think Blanca is better now, overall, just a bit. Mm -hmm. But also, don't play Blanca. <laughs> play Blanca if you want to uh, dude I, I was on my uh, my infamous uh, uh, win streak now um, where I got like a thousand league points beat snake eyes and all this other kind of stuff I ran across a Blanca player in one of those matchups and he just whipped the crap out of me like I mean, I'm like dude did Blanca get a ton of buffs I had to go and look at his patch notes <laughs> right after I played that Blanca player didn't beat me he destroyed me he or she or are they um, they just killed me and I'm like oh and I'm like and so it just cracked me up um, it, this this is Street Fighter Five. If you're not expecting it, if you don't really do your homework, you can still get your butt kicked at any point in time. Especially by Blanca shenanigans. Especially by Blanca. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, Falk is our next one here. Falk is interesting. Um, she is. Uh, she's been traditionally lower on the tier lists, and 
as a result, I think not given as much time as she deserves because she's gotten a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. And now, hey, as a, as a space control character that has long reach and wants to kind of keep you away, hey, V-Shift is probably going to be good for Falk, right? Uh, as far as defense goes. She got a crouching medium punch buff where it used to be nine frames. Now it's eight frames of startup. So it's a little faster. This move goes reasonably far, like, like pretty damn far. And it's plus four on hit. Now, by itself, it's kind of just, I think it's just kind of like a poke, but if you use this in tandem with some other moves, it's going to really put up a particular wall that you have to play around and then probably open up a lot of the other things that Falk wants to do, make people pretty damn uncomfortable approaching her as, as and like, that's kind of the thing, right? She keeps you out. She, she has these air fireballs and she's uh, like single input DP. Like she's not easy to necessarily get in on or she shouldn't be. And now mm-hmm. she has one more way of kind of um, making that game, that maze of keeping you back uh, a little more complicated for the person trying to get in. Uh, at the same time, she has better crush counter combos after standing heavy kick and her standing medium kick is um, two frames better on hit. It's plus four, which means she can use it to confirm. Now, that's where, you know, if, if you're worried about crouching medium punch, for instance, and, and how that's kind of coming out at you all the time, that's going to make you afraid of that range. And then maybe you're opened up to these other moves that are actually going to lead into her big damage. But right there, those three changes together, I can see how they might work together. And that's really good. If that's where Capcom is going with this, and that's actually how it comes to fruition, that's a really intricate and cool thing to give to this character um, that, that seems like it'll be pretty good. Uh, outside of that, her jumping heavy kick is slightly faster for air to airs. I don't know what. Okay, fine, whatever. I, that's a meh change as far as I can tell. This next one though is not. Her air fireball <laughs> is way better now. She falls much faster after doing it, so she's going to hit the ground and be, have a lot less recovery. Not only safer, but that means if that lingering hitbox that's flying towards you gets you, uh, she's going to be on the ground and ready probably to do something about it and capitalize on it even more than before. So now, uh, look out, she might have just gotten what Akuma lost in the better air fireball. Uh, so I don't know that it's going to be hellacious, but Hey, they gave her a better air fireball. That's never a good thing to hear. If you're not, if you're not that character player, um, her anti-air uppercut is, uh, is faster in its, its recovery and it doesn't knock back as far. So if she wants to go in afterwards, she can, and you know, for being a mid range control sort of a character, Falk has some stuff up close, you know, with her, uh, was that little like back step kick thing that leaves her plus 30 or whatever it is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, and and her V trigger too, which is uh, more of a, like a get up in your face, you know, where she's doing that overhead and stuff. That's better now. It, it also this is similar to Jury, like the V trigger two, V skill two are, are trying. I think they're trying to incentivize those more. Her V skill two is where she puts this like hitboxless orb on the screen, and I. I but the V trigger two now can um, uh, activate or, or uh, interact with it, where you can basically set up her really crappy V trigger two activation. You know, where she spins around and then sticks her staff up in the air, and she's negative oh. a million, which is weird. Oh, but whatever. Uh, she can if she does that now with V skill two out on the screen, the V skill two pops, and it makes that activation safe. So mm-hmm. you know, a lot of characters have just thrived off of being able to activate v triggers and be plus a million she has the at least she can do it now but there's an extra layer to what she's doing but hey if she's keeping you at bay and she gets it out there then maybe maybe it's a little more um, possible than it is with other characters that overhead i was talking about in v trigger 2 it's faster and it's it's got more advantage on hit it's already plus three on block but now there's a little bit more she might be able to get out of that um 
lots of buffs. And we'll need to see how players bring it together if they give her enough of a chance, given that her reputation is what it is. Uh, I'm not going to say that she's going to shoot up the charts, but I see a timeline where she gets significantly better. And if enough people give her attention, maybe she becomes not a problem, but definitely a contender and it may be a problem. But Falk is someone to keep your eye on. She might be one of those sleepers that suddenly climbs up if people, again, Mm. give her the time of day. Yeah, it's um her her change looks more looks more like what I wish juries was, where you know they added a bunch more meaningful stuff to Falk, but Falk was also you know one of the worst characters in the game, you know maybe the worst or whatever somewhere around there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not as as hopeful, but I am glad to see that her change list looks more like what a bottom tier character's change list should look like. Mm-hmm. Like this is what if you have a bottom tier character, do at least this. This should be like the bare minimum in my opinion, um, because it's just it, it's I feel bad for. Some of these characters man and falk is one of them give them a little um, more so. sauce yeah it's it's what you did with ryu try to replicate that more often with other characters within reason you know kind of if, if they have a super oppressive style i get it you know it's um blanca i'm you know pretty okay because it, it, how he's based and all that kind of stuff the context of the character matters falk being a heavy zoner like you want some zoners being pretty darn good in your game and, and so i really hope that you're right and i'm wrong uh that falk is much better off than we thought mm-hmm. so all right, so next up uh, we've got Cody, and uh, I'm I'm living on Cody Island with uh, Hoji and and John Takauchi. Uh, yes, uh, John Takauchi is actually playing a good bit more of Cody now, uh, even though he previously was a Rashid player. Uh, negative shoutouts to every Rashid player on the hand- planet. <laughs> I hate you if you play Rashid, except for JB, who I love. Um, um, uh, and I don't hate you as a person. I just hate you for playing Rashid. Right, but uh, anyway. If you play Cody, you completely you completely redeem yourself, right? So John Takauchi, I'm now a fan of yours because you play Cody. Uh, but I've been watching quite a bit of uh, him and Hoji uh, playing in there. And, and I, I really have to say this because Hoji is, I want to call him a guilty pleasure, but he's not. Like, he is one of my favorite players on CFN to just go and watch play. Like, just watch him play Street Fighter V because I enjoy his Cody so much. There's a reason. And There's a definite... I'm not going to interrupt you, you. You have a... No, go ahead. Well, go for it, man. Hoji's videos don't get enough appreciation because he not only is... is well, what you're saying here is he's interesting to watch. You know why? Because he sees the game on very nuanced levels. He's thinking about things like, okay, when I do like this move and then this move, so often the opponent is thinking this and therefore does this afterwards, right? And there's these like where where normally you might think of like okay here's a routine situation where i activate from v trigger and you see it all the time and you're like okay i really got to study this situation because it's it's going to be really worthwhile he does that on just as worthwhile situations that are not as as noticeable as obvious but he figures those out and he is manipulating the game at that level and and just listening to him talk there's a lot you can learn from this from this player the way he thinks and so he's got videos on like how to play neutral how to manipulate here and there and it's like they're not as maybe they're not as sexy as like here here's how to win the game immediately but man they teach you how to think in ways that you probably aren't thinking and they'll make you aware of stuff that that you probably weren't aware of and especially in this game this goes for every game but especially in this game that can help so much so i highly recommend uh hoji's hoji's content and i don't know man what i don't know what it is you deserve more get better at thumbnails or something i don't know but but check out koji's con hoji's content it's, it's worthwhile 
Koji. That's a better name Koji. for him. Like, yeah, but uh, uh, I was watching one of his matches, and he linked standing medium kick into his critical art. He was just sitting there fishing for it, and it's not a counter hit. It just he linked right into it. I'm like, you sexy man. Like that is <laughs> that is such beautiful, unbelievably high level Street Fighter Five play, and it's just like. When you've got a super sexy, and shout out to, to Shazzy, who played Cody before, like there's nothing like, uh, and I don't mean sexy like an actual, like, you know, um, uh, like I think, you know. Uh, Thanks for clarifying. Play, yeah, their play <laughs> style. Like when their play style is just so godlike, so just, mm, I felt how awesome that was. Hoji is my favorite right now. I love watching his Cody. I don't like it. I love it. It is Okay, so I, I got to get into like I'm 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 man crushing all over Hoji right now. So sorry about that, man. But um, anyway, Cody's main buffs. Sorry, bro. Um, yeah, <laughs> Cody's main buffs that come in um, are his projectiles being better, uh, having more advantage on hit, and then uh, having more variety in the speeds they come out at. Plus heavy improvements to V Trigger One. Now Cody is not Sagat. It's not like you're gonna you know see him back there tossing fireballs all match long and you know winning from it. But it's mainly there as a tool to kind of get him in at closer ranges, which he does need. That is one of the things is Cody is great up close once he gets in, but he could really struggle to get in consistently and kind of play the 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 good game of Street Fighter Five. Mm-hmm. So the fact that that his projectiles now have more frame advantage on hit. Um, and there's more variety to them, like it's already actually helping him out. Like not a ton, but it's helping him out. It's like, hey, I'm if you're playing Cody right now, you're already really good, right? Like there's just there's no bad Cody players out there that are high rank. They just they don't exist. Um, so you see a lot of his moves getting like kind of quality of life stuff added to them. And that's really helpful because if you've got a great player that you give quality of life stuff to, you go, okay, here's some stuff, right? This is good. Now, uh, also, his V-Trigger 1 takes less V-Gauge timer to do the various things, and it got improved hitboxes on it. And so it's early, but I wonder how much of this is just Cody players messing around with the V-Trigger 1, or how good it is or not, but both Hoji and John Takauchi are using V-Trigger 1 quite a bit in their, their matches. Cody's V-Trigger 2 is among the best in the entire freaking game. And they got, they're using V-Trigger 1. So, again, I don't know if it's them just exploring it or what's going on here, but they are using it a lot. And if they're using it a lot because it's genuinely great now, that's pretty fantastic. And that might mean Cody has quite a bit more juice going on because... The, the bottom line in Street Fighter V is if you've got a v, great V-Trigger, you're a great character. That's for the most part, right? It, it's a huge part of the puzzle, I should say. Mm. Blanca has a great V-Trigger and he's not that great. But for a lot of characters, if their V-Trigger is great, that's like 40% of the battle for them, right? Like it's it's a huge deal. So um, anyway, there is not a flood of Cody players rocking CFN at the moment. Uh, his usage is a bit more than it was before. Um, and while I'm personally a huge fan of the character and I think he's quite underrated... Uh, it's not like there's, you know, just a ton of people just out there just flooding to Cody. Uh, I've got a bunch of Cody stock, and the moment this character does great in tournament, I'm selling every bit of my Cody stock off. Shout out to GameSpot. <laughs> um, that's exactly what I'm doing. Um, uh, so, our GameStop, I should say, say the right one. Um, but anyway, um, uh, it, it's so I'm I'm thrilled personally about Cody because of you know what I like about the character and the people who use him. But I think that in a vacuum, I'm I'm not betting super high on like you know Cody being the next great thing or anything uh, I, I think he, he's continually been underrated um, but again I also have had the pleasure of playing against some of the better Cody players around so my respect factor for him is very high fair enough 
Um, jumping over to Ken. You know, Ken, for being one of the po- one of the poster characters of Street Fighter, like we haven't heard about Ken for, for a little while. Uh, I haven't seen him as much online and such, but Capcom did something interesting here. I don't know to what degree it will come to fruition, but Ken, as far as I can tell, has been very much a like, kind of... I'm going to run in, and I have a 50-50 shot of this benefiting me and benefiting you, and uh, let's just go, let's roll the dice, let's be fiery, let's move forward, and let's see what happens. And that's just not been all that fun to deal with, because sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but it's just like, ugh, it's just, I don't like it, and it's anxious, and it doesn't feel very rewarding either way. What they've tried to do with Ken is make him a little more thoughtful in the neutral in before, you know, instead of just charging in, give him some things where he can actually manipulate so that he, so that Ken players are encouraged to take a second to think about, to make an opening happen and then go in for the strike. And this character can do that. We've seen Chris T basically play a much more reserved Ken and he still has to make those guesses and such and that like that kind of sucks but you know hang back and like you know fish with a standing heavy punch which got nerfed by the way (laughs) um you know and and get these ins and then go ham but Ken is just like it's so hard to thread that needle especially relative to to most other people that it's like you're either going to go to someone else that can just do that more freely with more uh, effectiveness or you're just gonna flip the coin constantly and make everybody's life hell, including your own. So, uh, John, I, I take issue with you say kin threading the needle because I'm, I'm outside of Christitarian. When has a kin player ever done that? Ken just lighting the needle on fire and exploding, and yeah. Um, so one of the ways they did this was they gave him fireballs better across the board. They're two frames faster. They're two frames better on block. Uh, now it's like Ken's bat had abysmal fireballs in the past. Um, so his Hadouken's a better tool. The entire move is shortened from 49 frames down to 47. Reuse, for reference, is 45. But Reuse is particularly good now. So, I mean, it's it's not as good, but but it's something now. And, and Ken isn't the same character. He's got different strengths. So you don't want to make his fireballs as good as Reuse. I think that's it's fine that they're not as good. But they're better, so he can use them as a tool to manipulate in the neutral. And that's really nice. Um, his anti-air DP allows for like juggle follow-ups now, and I think that kind of plays into the way V-Trigger 2 works as well. They're trying to incentivize that further. Um, his Tatsus don't knock back as far, so he can get like all of the DP hits if he if he gets his you know bread and butter combos. Now the DP does a little bit, uh, like it, it hits more and does a little more damage afterwards. So again, we see rewards once you've already gotten the hits. Uh, that's that's a pretty common thing for a lot of rushdown characters here because again, if he's rushed down, especially if he's just going in for those 50-50 situations, uh, V shift is going to be a problem for him a lot. Uh, I, I suspect um, V trigger two is incentivized, and I saw this being used. Um, I think it was I don't remember the the character's name, and I don't want to or the player's name, and I don't want to butcher it. It was a Japanese player, um, but it, it it sucks in. And this can be used, especially against fireball characters, a Ryu versus Ken match, where you can wait for the Ryu to throw a fireball, and and if you're relatively close, just pop this V trigger. It sucks them right in and, and DPs them. It's like it's it's really good for that threat of of um, in that neutral control for characters to just have to like take certain options off of the table. And there's something to be said about that. I don't know if that's going to be enough to outweigh the benefits of V trigger one, but it's something. 
Um, and he actually, he gets to do V-Trigger 2 four times now. It's got less scaling. The vacuum effect that I was just talking about starts one frame earlier than it used to. Mm. So so now Ken can be that character that kind of sits back and, and like tosses some fireballs, tries to make you think on one track, and then goes for the crazy stuff. And sure, like you always want him to be kind of that fiery, like uh, you're going to go high or low, you better commit because I'm committing and here we go. But a little less of that, a little more calculation He's probably going to get hit by V-Shift, so meh. But I do like that he's a little more calculated, a little more thoughtful. Uh, is, is he going to get better? I don't know, but maybe he's a little more fun to play with and against, and that's a win in and of itself. So yeah. a little less inconsistent for those that are playing against them and a little less crazy, or inconsistent for those that are uh, playing as him and a little less crazy for those that are facing off with him. I think it's good. it's good overall. I like what they did with him. Yeah, it's a, he's one of the characters we've talked about that it's like you don't want Ken being one of the best characters in a game with that wild and crazy playstyle because you might as well at a certain point this is this is hyperbole but but flipping a coin yep. right and it's it's not good where you're forcing the other person to make 50-50 guesses all the time that are unearned. Ken had quite a bit of that in the in past seasons in Street Fighter 5 and, and in other games as well. It's like you want to make that stuff fairly well earned and so you don't want Ken to be a high tier character if he's got a wild and crazy playstyle. So I agree with you this is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, I get people want Ken to be great and other stuff like that. He really shouldn't be a great character. He's at his best when he's kind of a mid-tier-ish character who, you know, puts you in the situations because it's not a play style you want to heavily reward mm-hmm. in this game. So speaking of rewarding play styles and other stuff, we, we now have Zeku. And the people who are mainly playing Zeku before are still playing him. I'm not seeing a huge amount of people departing the character, but I am seeing a few. Why this is important... Uh, is if you play a character at a pro level, and, and most of the people in Grandmaster um, are, they may not be quote unquote pros, but they're 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 playing the game around a pro level. Uh, if you're a Grandmaster, you can place in tournament. Maybe not consistently. Consistent placements in tournaments are for like ultimate Grandmasters. Uh, those people are incredible to get to that rank. Uh, I'm Grandmaster myself. I know you've been Grandmaster on your PS4 account. Um, you and I have both placed in tournament. We're good enough to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you're ultimate Grandmaster, I played a lot of those people over the years. You are good enough to consistently place in tournament. Like I expect you to place pretty high up there. So I'm not saying points are everything, but because you see people like Angry Bird and he's one of the best players around and he's bronze rank with his account, right? <laughs> Not everyone grinds ranked, but I don't think I've seen a single ultimate grindmaster who would not like give people a really good run for their money. I have sure. yet to see an ultimate grindmaster player who's who has not earned it is what I'm getting at, right? So whether people do it offline or online, skill is skill. And Anyway, um, I, I maybe I'll, I'll get to Ultimate Grandmaster myself with Rose. Like that's kind of what, I, what I'm waiting to see. Uh, we'll see it. But um, anyway, I wanted to really hit that point hard because I, I've had people ask me like, "Why do you look at CFN so closely with this stuff?" And I'm like, "Well, here's a reason. When I see high end players drop or keep a character, um, in the latter case, like Zeku, uh, keeping him, it's a good indicator of how strong or not a fighter still is." Uh, yes, sometimes pro players will drop a character, but usually they need a good reason to do so. Most pros, since it's their job to win, or at least compete at a high level, won't switch off a character unless they got hit fairly hard. Uh, I know some people have been upset with Zeku's changes, but most people are still playing him. And, and so that tells me right there that Zeku's still pretty good. And then uh, I have to talk about another one of my man crushes here, Infectious. Uh, 
he is one of the most criminally underrated players in the entire FGC, and he's still playing Zeku. And he's a Warlord rank, by the way. That I'm not even going to talk about because screw that. Because if you play Warlord, you're, you're bullcrap because I'm not even going to compliment you anymore. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Infectious is so damn good. I don't like Infectious. I love him. And, and he's absolutely just one of my favorite players to watch because he's so smart. He's so good. He was doing stuff with Zeku that no one else was doing. And look, uh, credit where credit is due. I saw a bunch of people copy what Infectious was doing after he had success with them, and and it's it's I, I man I love Infectious. He's so good. He Infectious. Just, if we see you at a major, maybe talk to me, but stay a little bit away from John because he, yes, he exactly. loves you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got like the biggest man crush, not in a weird way. Like it's a it's like I just love unbelievably great Street Fighter Five players or Street Fighter fighting game players who pioneer technology, who do stuff that no one else is doing. Mm, I just, oh, it's why I'm such a big fan of Hoji as well, right? Hmm. So, Again, no no offense to Angry Bird or anyone else here because both guys are awesome and I respect the hell out of Angry Bird Zeku as well. But I just I have a particular soft spot for Infectious because of what I've seen him do that no one else was doing until he did it. So going back to the actual Zeku changes here, if you play like Infectious. Zeku is still great overall. You really need to move back and forth between old and young Zeku styles, in my opinion, instead of just immediately going into young. And that is what Infectious was notorious about. He balanced both styles before most other Zeku players were doing it. Um, and so Zeku, in my opinion, falls into being more thoughtful and more technical than he ever was before. Shockingly enough, that's pretty crazy because, again, a lot of people just would go right into young mode and not even worry about the old mode. I don't think you can do that and have the level of success with Zeku as you did before. And I know a lot of people are salty about that. I know a lot of people are upset about it, but it's like get wrecked scrubs that's what i say to you if you think that like you didn't have to balance both forms before and you could get by with it yeah you could do that now you have to do it and if you drop zeku i have less respect for you infectious is still playing zeku and he's playing half the cast because he's warlord rank and he's amazing right mm-hmm. um so in a vacuum, I think it's clear that Zeku is worse. But in the context of what Street Fighter V is right now, looking at the entire ecosystem, I feel Zeku is about the same overall. If you can get your head wrapped around how to play the old version and the young version, I don't think Infectious is going to be any worse than he was before. I think Infectious is going to be just as good as he once was. And that's kind of the main barometer I look at. Other players, if you just abuse the young Zeku stuff, get wrecked scrubs. I don't care. <laughs> I, you're, you're, you're a scrub to me, even if you're playing Zeku, if you just abuse the young stuff and you drop the character because of that. Because young Zeku had some bullcrap stuff that he always put people through, even though he's a very technical character. And, and if if that is your barometer for dropping the character, screw you. Like, I, I, I think you're scrubby. Um, and, and that's it. I don't care how good you are and how many times you beat me in tournament, because you're going to beat me every time we play in tournament. You're going to teabag me. I get it. I got it coming now. But uh, just my <laughs> thoughts on the character. Uh, that's where I think he's at overall. There it is. <laughs> All right. And last but not least, certainly not least, Sakura. Sakura did not get a lot of changes, and I agree with that because I think she was already a reasonably good character. She won Evo Japan, just saying. And she seems like she has a lot of... Uh, she, she's a good... She's a Shoto, but she's also got some really good footsies and space control. 
She can she can rush down decently well, and she's got some pretty long corner carry combos. She's got a lot of decent things. If maybe they're not the best versions, she's got some A minuses, some B pluses across the board already. And with V shift, like she's not super rush down in your face, uh, and she doesn't have a huge problem with people being up in her face. So I don't think that relative to the rest of some of the other the cast, that V shift is going to be the biggest thing for her in either direction. So she doesn't need to change a whole lot. What uh, mm-hmm. Capcom has done. First thing, uh, they gave her more juggles if she anti-airs with her up kick. I don't know how often that's happening. Maybe I'm a Sakura player. Uh, that seems like a meh change to me, but it's there. So there you go. Uh, but her light Tatsu now, which used to be plus one, is now plus two. So better in the way of frame traps. Um, and this is on block, of course. Better in the way of frame traps, but a little bit nerfed by the potential of V-Shift. But that's kind of scary. She now has a throw mix-up off of that instead of just being plus one. Um, the big thing here, though, is that her light punch now combos into EX Tatsu, which is super good for corner carry. Um, she can cancel that EX Tatsu into V trigger, so she can make that sequence safe one time and still be plus on block from it. That's kind of scary, too. Mm-hmm. Um, now, but the big thing about Sakura, and I was talking about this earlier, is the ability to get a single hit and then convert that hit into damage. Um, now, the things that they gave her here is more of like a, she can get a single hit and get close and have potential damage. And again, probably nerfed a little bit by V-Shift, but she's already been able to do a lot of other things there. And and again, if she gets that light uh, light punch, she's going into EX Tatsu. That's that's all the damage and corner carry and whatnot. I think Stra- Sakura is a reasonably strong character. I think she can win tournaments. I don't think she wins tournaments for free. I think she takes some time and some inspection, um, but I, I, I'm pretty happy with where she's at. And I... I mean, uh, like you said, nephews jumping over to her from Colleen. That's saying something. It sounds like she's getting a little more playtime. Um, and I would expect the soccer would be a mid-high tier from here on out. Yep. Look out for that character. Uh, and I don't mean like she's the best in the game or anything like that. I don't saying, but uh, if you did not know the Sakura matchup before, it's probably a very good time to learn it because you're going to see be seeing her, I think, more than we ever have before now. Uh, I think she's that good in terms of how much more she's improved in the past. Uh, I think she's a much more viable character and well-rounded than she's ever been. And she's got some cheap stuff. And so, yeah, I'm, I think we're going to see more Sakura than we ever have before. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But um, guys, we're running hella long here. Uh, thank you all for listening to this super long broadcast from us. Uh, we put a lot of work into this. We wanted to get all out there for our fans and, and people who wanted to hear how their characters went. Uh, next week, I know we're going to mix it up quite a bit more, but we wanted to try to hit basically every character in the game as best we could. Uh, we feel like we, we owed that to our fans out there and you know the community to, to, to get as much information as we could and unpack this for them. Uh, so thanks, th- thanks to everyone out there for just kind of being along with the ride with us. We know it's a long show, a long series, uh, but there it is. And we're going to be back with you guys soon. Yeah. And um, guys, uh, you know, I, I recently last, I think it was like last week, last two weeks, I've been seeing more comments about people you've know, been paying attention and sticking around for the whole yeah. show and stuff. And I'm like, you know, that's, that's really encouraging. And, and thank you guys. Uh, got mailbag. Hey, if you have questions that you would like us to, to try to answer here on the air, shoot it our way. Maybe not so much to the event hubs account because it can get buried pretty quickly there, but on either one of our Twitters. Um, we would we'd love to, to engage with you even more so thank you guys so much for those of you that have been listening for a while you're the best um, tell your moms tell your friends fighting game podcast and uh, we'll see you next week perfect see you guys in. <laughs>